Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, it's time hey fktc crew we are back with another episode of the front kicks Tokos podcast it's laurel it's ty but no jordan as he's coaching up his first basketball game we wish him all the best luck this episode is brought to you by Fireworks at the Mecca. Uh, Laurel, that main card alone was worth the money if you bought the pay-per-view. It was a great main card, even if you didn't buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, that No one heard that. No, um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think. It's been a well. Last time I think we were all on together was before the Sao Paulo fight card. So, how are you doing in preparing for the holiday festivities? Because this actually will be our last episode until um, after Thanksgiving. I have my meal all planned. Okay, you're you're not the turkey. You're the one that doesn't do the turkey, right? I do not do the turkey. And so, yes, the meal has been planned. The time and date has been set. I need to do the grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's in, but I'm going to do that Sunday because I'm deer hunting on Saturday. Nice. So. And my mom is coming to Thanksgiving. I don't think she's been to my place for two years. Oh, wow. I've seen her like twice. Oh, my goodness. It is what it is. It is what it is. Now, I must ask you, on this trip that you're having on Saturday, is this the trip to get the meat for Thanksgiving? Or is this just a trip? No, I'm deer hunting further. So, um, store-bought hamburgers, not my thing. Understandable. So we eat deer all year. Ah, oh, so this is to get for, um, this is to get, uh, your meat for Thanksgiving. Well, not, well, no, not for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. but for the, for the whole year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, geez, you can get meat for the rest of the year? My goodness. Yeah, so we get three or four deer a year, and we do our own processing and, oh, and that's freeze in- it. That's interesting. That You have to show, but you have to have like a TikTok or a Twitter tutorial on how you do all that. All that. How I do what? Like the processing? The processing. You just cut it up. There's got to be something more to just cutting it up. Well, then you cut it up. You take the back 
back straps, you do that into, you know, you freeze those separately because those are, that's the, the best part of the deer. And then you can do roast, but we mostly grind ours and I, we just paper. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. <laughs> I just lost my train. Uh, I, it was something about Thanksgiving, but now I can't remember. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. So we're going to cover, um, recap UFC 295. Um, <laughs> UFC Vegas, we're going to make our UFC Vegas 82 picks. And then we have some MMA news involving a Bellator fighter and some news that just dropped recently about an upcoming UFC card. Um, but first, I want to throw this little stat at you, if you're ready. I'm ready. For UFC 295, we we know that all five main card fights ended in finishes. Guess what the total fight time of that ma- of the main card of UFC 295 was? There were five, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I know this. It was like 18 minutes or something. You're very close, actually. Yeah, it was short. Mm-hmm. You ready to hear it? Was it? No, no, no. Let me guess. All right, go no, ahead and guess. Can. I know I was close. Am I high or low? You're just a little low. Okay, so I thought maybe it was 1923. Higher. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was longer than that. Just slightly longer than that. 20? Little bit higher. 2023. Little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> Total fight time was 21 minutes 33 seconds. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Which marks the fastest main card of the year. That's crazy. And we were talking about pay-per-view. So basically, if you paid the $79.99, that's an expensive pay-per-view. If you paid the $79.99 pay-per-view card, you're basically paying $3.75 a minute. But with a card like that, with a card like that, I say this, money well spent. Yeah. If you bought it. If you bought it. Remember, we do not condone piracy on this podcast. I would never recommend piracy. Never. Terrible. But let's get into these finishes. I mean, I try to, I want to try to break it down as best I can. But the fact of the matter is that they finish so quickly, there's not a whole lot to really cover about it. So the first one, first one I was mildly bummed about, but I can kind of understand it. So we started off with a 90-second TKO from Diego Lopez beating Pat Sabatini, which the Philadelphia in me is hurting for Pat Sabatini. (laughs) But I, I knew it was going to be a tough fight either. I knew it was going to be a tough fight. Um, I think Sabatini was favored slightly. But Diego Lopez came to play. And 
I can't, I can't remember the sequence and how it happened, but it was just, I think it was like a couple punches, he fell down, and then it was just like raining. Just rained down those punches until it was over. That was a good synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what to say. I know. Actually, I'm going to very quickly just look and see how the fight ended because it just was such a blur to me so I, i'll actually be honest that um during the most of the card i had to record a podcast so i didn't really get a whole oh hold on oh wait no that's not the right card oh wait oh here we go i just oh you know what why don't we all just why don't we all just watch it What's going on? Here. Yeah, I'm turning it around. Okay. Oh, you can't really see it, but yeah, I can. We got bantering back and forth, a leg kick. Yep. Some, some distance. Distance. Oh, oh uh, yeah. another leg kick. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Now it's coming back to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Circle. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, it's coming up. Let's see the kick. Oh, a front kick. Oh, oh no. All the oh. up. The clinch oh, no. going. Clinch. Clinch. Needed. Oh. oh. Try to take down. Missed. Oh, throw oh. down. Threw him down. And then, hey, oh, 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 shit. It's done. Oh, he was out after that. Okay, so now I remember. Yeah, he was going. So Diego or Seventeen was going for a takedown. Lopez just threw him over. And then once they got up, he just started raining shots. And there was like one that just completely flatlined him. Lame. Yeah. Or I mean, not really lame, but. No, not really lame. It wasn't late. It was all good. It was all good. Um, all right. So there's a little synopsis on what happened. So our next fights ended almost almost as quickly. Um, Benoit Saint Denis defeated Matt Steamroller Frivola via a head kick knockout. Mm -hmm. That one was that one I saw like in the corner of my eye. I'm like. Oh, dude. Um, performance of the night. Oh, yeah. It was, that's definitely performance of the night. Um, Absolutely. So, a little bit of a little breakdown we got going here. Oh, that was it. Head kick to the ground. Ground and pound. Trying for the clinch. Yeah. Terrible grappling. Just terrible. Yeah. Side control. What is going on? Oh yeah, he was trying to go Side for an control. arm. Oh, oh, oh! He he should have had a guillotine there. Yeah. Oh, oh. big slam mm. by Frivola. Big slam. Still working on the ground. Still working on the ground. Still working. Oh, getting should up. have had a guillotine there too. Oh, yeah, good knee. Disengage and boom! 
It was out instantly. <laughs> Instant out. He was like, oh, you're not getting away from me. Kicked him and he was out. Actually, that was a great kick to the head because it that was one. full. The hips were were forward and whoops, mm-hmm. I snapped the computer over. The hips, <laughs> hips were forward. He was stretched out. Yep. Good stuff. Very good stuff. He must have hit the right where it counts. Otherwise, that would have just glanced off the off the chin. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was just like and then like nope, no, 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 kick. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it must have hit like somewhere on the head that just like it was just lights out from there. So um the next Dang, fight. Because I kind of like Matt Frivola. I probably would have picked him. Yeah. I actually was very close to picking him, but I was just thinking of what Ben St. Denis has done in the past and was like, mm-hmm. there's just no way I can go against him. Right. Um, the next fight Ugh. I'm very sad about. Gak. We yeah. we don't we don't need to do the replay on this one. Yeah, it's too long to do the replay of that anyways. Um so Jessica Andrage was able to break the Aaron Blanchfield curse and defeated Mackenzie Dern via a TKO three minutes fifteen seconds in round two. The real uh, question is if her uniform stayed on appropriately. From what I saw it did. Thank God. <laughs> um from my understanding in that fight, Jessica Andrade knocked down... All right, so actually, there's two things I want to talk about that fight. One, Andrade knocked down Mackenzie Dern four times in that fight. She two, was on a tear. She what? She was on a tear. She was on a tear. Mm-hmm. Um, Two, why the hell is Mackenzie Dern wanting to play the stand-up game with Jessica Andrade and not use the jujitsu the jujitsu that has gotten her so many victories and if you saw the fight like Mackenzie Dern's chin is like way up there just like it's like a target the only answer is she threw this fight that's the only answer I really hope she didn't throw that fight Mm -hmm. and I hope whatever like if the if her trainers if her coaches gave her advice is as to like oh you can stand up with her you're good no like she she may have been on a four i think it's a four fight skid. no three fight skid yeah she's been on three go ahead i'm sorry they didn't show her corner we didn't get to hear what her corner was telling her after the first round right not that i can remember yeah and if anything um Oh, well, they would have been able to translate it anyway, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they really showed much of the corner in that first one. Um, but, yeah, Mackenzie Dern just got, she got pieced up really badly. She should be embarrassed. Yeah. Although, it seemed like she was doing well, but I think what really ultimately was the deciding factor was right at the very end of the first round was that first knockdown. And I think that's when Jessica Andrade realized, like, I knocked her down, like I got in her head. And so right, rest is history. 
You ready for our co-main event? Yes, which I really think should have won fight of the night instead of performance of the night. What are all these performances of the night? Um, There wasn't really a specific fight that garnered fight of the night, mostly because the fights ended so quickly. Right, but um, performance of the night, they're just throwing out performances of the night because of the of the finishes? I think so. Hmm, okay. Well, maybe that makes sense. Yeah. But Tom Espinall is our new interim heavyweight champion of the world. Three words. What a stud. Oh, he's he's amazing. Absolutely he handled amazing. Sergey. Oh yeah. Oh, actually I think we Oh, haha, yeah, we got clips. All right, so so also Whoa, sorry, I got something in my mouth. Um, yeah, that's what she said. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, so when the fight was announced, Aspinall didn't really train. Th- this fight, he basically took off his couch and still knocked this and still knocked out Sergey Pavlovich in a minute. Impressive. Very impressive. Which. We have highlights. Which, if I can play the highlights, there you go. Stutter, 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 stutter. Uh Feeling each other out, feeling each other out. Nice, nice front kick by Aspinall. It didn't land, but it was nice looking. Oh, Oh, that was a good one. Oh, jeez. Oh, I thought Sergey would have had him too in those first couple strikes. Oh, yeah. But no. Oh, nice kick. You know, this would have been a really difficult fight for me to pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, nearly got him there. And oh, I kicked there. Oh, geez. Oh, right there. Oh. (laughs) Did he stop that early? No, he was he was out after that. Pu- he was pretty was much out. out. He was pretty much out after that punch. Like the if you saw, like if you could see in slow motion the way his head bounced off, yeah. he was out. That's usually the key indicator. Yeah, but he's like punch here, punch here, and then like I think it was like right up here on the temple that ultimately, whoa, I'm going out. We call that the noggin. Yeah, the noggin. The noggin. Good old noggin. So, These guys can throw it down. They can throw it down. That was actually for as it was only a minute nine seconds, but there was a lot of action in that minute nine seconds. Impressive. It's well, you can probably even say like the last twenty seconds had the most action. So Aspinall is now our interim champion. Although unfortunately, I don't think he's gonna fight for the unified title anytime soon. Because I think they still want to do the Jones versus Miocic fight before they do that. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, does it though? Um, I feel like Tom Aspinall has done enough. You know, now I think about it, like, and especially if you look at where Stipe Miocic is, mm-hmm. like the dude hasn't fought since he lost to Francis Ngannou 
almost, it'll be it'll pretty much be three years once those two finally get in the octagon. I so, feel like Tom should fight John Jones. That's what I feel too. I think that's what should happen. That would Is be a brawl. Will it happen? Probably not until they have this fight. I bet that would go five rounds. The Aspinall John Jones fight? Yeah. I would hope it would. That just would... a slugfest. Oh yeah. Although my only con well I would say my only concern is how I mean Aspinall for a guy that's 260 pounds moves very quickly. But you have John Jones who's been at light heavyweight and he's like one of the more nimble, agile fighters of the whole promotion. Wait, why would they fight each other? If John, John Jones, Jones was a light heavyweight? John Jones moved up to heavyweight. Oh, oh right, right. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, he he became a heavyweight um earlier gotcha. this year. Yep, I get it. Um so I think this Tom Aspinall though, he's got a little bit of a ground game going for him. Oh yeah. I think he's I think he even won a fight via submission just a couple of fights ago. For him, so so maybe he could he could win against John Jones. Yeah, because I mean you don't really see a whole well, I mean, no, that's not true. We've I've seen him submit I've seen John Jones submit people before. Um I don't know. I think it just really depends on the situation at hand. Um, right. Let me see something real quick. Is this round two? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was looking ahead at something uh, for our main event fight. Um, oh, that did not look good. Uh, so I won't have highlights of the main event, but all right. Let me let me actually ask you before we cover the main event. Did you watch, were you able to watch this main event? I was. Okay. So then I'm going to ask you this. Alex Perea did beat, beat your Prohaska. The biggest debate of that fight was this. Do you think the ref stopped it too early? It kind of felt that way. Mm -hmm. But... Maybe not. Yeah. It was close. Mm -hmm. It was just close. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to like envision it because this was actually the one fight I had to like rewatch again because unfortunately it happened while I was recording another podcast. So I couldn't like really see what was going on. So when I, once I finished my podcast, I threw the fight on. I was like, all right, let me like see how this looks. Um, but from the way things are looking, like it was fairly even in the first round. I think I had, and I think most did too. Uh, Yuri winning, Yuri Prohaska winning that first round, mm -hmm. and then the second round was when Alex Perea decided to. I mean, I'm trying to like, I'm really trying to like envision it and break it down. One thing I did not know about Alex Perea that actually will probably benefit him in the long run are his leg kicks. They are, like, very damaging. Like, you could see throughout the fight how Yuri had, like, 
switch stances and like couldn't really do a whole lot because mm-hmm. he kept just getting kicked in the legs. And then I think so. I think the ending sequence was that Perea punched in the head. He fell down slightly, went for a takedown, and then he just kept like raining elbows on. Um, yep, he kept raining elbows on him, and apparently he fell down. But to me, it kind of looked like he was still try- He was still fighting back a little bit, um, and it was like two punches, and the ref pulled it off. Although. It depends on where you stand. Um, I'm in the belief that I think it was stopped just a little too early. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it was really tough to tell. I just kind of feel bad for Yuri after having to sit out for nearly a year because of your shoulder to come back and... Not that he had like a horrible performance. I think he just got caught. Right. So I don't know. It's tough. But now Alex Perea was able to do something that Israel Asanya wasn't wasn't able to do, become a champion in two different weight classes. And we know that's gonna fuel something because Perea called out. And it was so like weird. Like, why are you getting called out Israel Adesanya? Like, I like I, I mean, I know. Yeah, he got beat, so now everybody thinks they can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> but I, he he wants Izzy to move up to two hundred five. Like, I mean, he 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 can make that no problem. But we saw how he looked at two hundred five when he went for double champ status. Yeah. Like it, was, it wasn't pretty. No, he's not exactly nimble at 205. Mm-mm. He doesn't exactly have the ground game at 205. Sometimes I look at Izzy and I just think that he doesn't really have the physique to carry a 205. No, he doesn't. I don't think he does. Like he's he's tall and lanky, but I don't he's not uh he's not massive like when he moved up it was i felt like it wasn't necessarily all muscle Mm -mm. i mean i think if i remember correctly at that in that fight against john blahovich izzy i think was only like 192 195 Mm. so the fact that john blahovich had a 10 pound advantage on him yeah, that's significant. Mm-hmm. Very, very significant. Um, and Alex, like Alex Perea, I think he's built. I think this is this is his division. He's built for two hundred five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like if you cannot, if you had trouble beating him, I mean, I I know he actually fairly did fairly well against him the second time around, but if. It's so much of a struggle to go up against him at 185. Imagine going up against him and he's 20 pounds heavier. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they made that fight. Although Izzy's coming off a loss. I don't think that is, I think he needs to get one more win before they entertain that idea. But absolutely. And I don't even see Izzy moving up to 205 anytime soon. 
And plus, they, they have to wait anyways because Jamal Hill is getting the next title shot. Where, where, where? But, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to cover. So, I had a fight to watch, and it was between, excuse me, Matus Rebecca versus Roosevelt Roberts, and that was another first-round finish. <laughs> although I did, wow. uh, although I was wanting to keep a close eye on Rebecca, and he did not disappoint. Really? Mm-mm. He was really, he's, I think he's the real deal. Although, he went up against Roosevelt Roberts, which, and he's no slouch of his own, but like what you like what you said with Izzy, like the physique is just mm-hmm. like Rebecca looked like the bigger fighter in that fight, so I wasn't overly surprised that it was such a quick fight. I think Rebecca actually, I think it was like eighteen and one, and something like thirteen or fourteen of his wins were finishes. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. But that does cover 295. Um, so I talked with Laurel and Jordan on I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Um hoping that I could sneak in a plus two since they didn't get their picks in. But Laurel here wanted a wash, so <laughs> because they didn't get their picks in on time. Yeah. Although I, mean, I will I will ask you this: In the for these five fights in the main card, who would you who would you have picked? Who would I have picked? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I need to get my fight card out again. Mm-hmm. Well, I I can name it for you real quick. I mean, no, I have it. I I would have I would have picked Prohaska. Okay. I mean, I love I like Alex Pereira. Hmm. I also enjoy watching Yuri. And so I I think for me, that would have been a close fight anyway. And I probably would have picked Prohaska for that. Okay. I would have picked Tom Aspinall. I believed that he could beat Sergei Pavlovich. Yep. Um, I would have gone with Mackenzie Dern. Okay. No matter what. <laughs> Well, I think she was like a betting favorite too, which is a little, not a little surprising. I think it's just more of where Andrade was at that stage. Right. I would have picked Benoit to win. Okay. But the Leo, the Lopez versus Sabatini, I don't know. I probably would have picked Sabatini because it was close enough. Mm-hmm. It would have been a guess for me. Okay. So... In that, in that regards, we would have tied. Yeah, um, had the same number of wins and losses, and I think Jordan might have thrown. I'm going to. He had mentioned something about who he actually picked up. Let's see. Um, the only one he missed on was Dern and Sabatini. So he, oh, he would have had a plus one. Oh, <laughs> because he. I think I if if I'm reading this right, he would have picked. Alex Perea. Freaking funny. Yeah. Um, so I think his picks were Sabatini, Benoit Saint Denis, Mackenzie Dern, Tom Aspinall, and Alex Perea. So yeah, he huh. would have gotten a, he would have gotten the plus one. Wah, wah, wah. 
<laughs> so with all that said, since we are now officially washing it, um, hopefully we have no more washes the rest of the year. Right. Um, so I guess that would, oh, you know what? Because you two were on after we covered Sao, the Sao Paulo card. Yeah. So could you update us on the standings, please? Yes. So I sit at 102 and 66. Okay. Jordan sits at ninety-seven seventy-one. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. I shouldn't laugh because he would be so pissed right now. Mm. And you sit at a hundred and three and sixty-six. Oh wow! So yeah, we are like a game apart. We a are apart. one apart. One fight apart. Wow! 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 Um, poor Jordan. <laughs> so he's um, fine um, now. Yeah, uh, unless he makes some drastic. We should uh, just pick uh, the same, We should pick the same fighters as him for the rest of the year. <laughs> you better hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Although I think, given the situation, I'll have to see how many fights are left. He may be out. He may, like, I think if he doesn't pick properly these next two fight cards, he may be one of the first to suffer the Colby Covington hat. Oh, man. I, I feel bad for him because of the whole. <laughs> I know how he, lo- he loves Jorge Masvidal, so that's going to be like a brutal awakening in a sense for him having to wear something Colby Covington related but we won't tell Jorge what's that we won't tell Jorge yeah we won't we won't we won't we won't rat him out to the Jorge nah not at all um but we do have another fight card the last one before Thanksgiving which is another apex card not gonna lie, this one is much like the the two before the one before the one two times before where it's crazy imbalance of fighters. Oh, like the Sao Paulo card. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd actually agree with that. Um, I think for I think for me, the only fight that I really was like deciding between the two was the main event yeah we we can talk about that that's it's a well we can go through everything but that main event that's crazy odds for these two fighters i agree i totally agree um like um, they're just trying to make money (laughs) trying to give with these odds i believe for the main fight Oh yeah. So anyway, my opinion. Oh, no worries. I'm actually going to throw up the odds real quick while we talk about the first fight between Johnny Parsons and Euros Medic. Um, Well, wait a minute. Is it Johnny Parsons? I'm looking at it now and it's oral oral by. What the hell? Oh, there was a change. Okay. There was, oh, I'm sorry. There was a change. I did not know that. Um, and that's weird because I just did this car. I just 
did these notes today. So there must have been a change. Oh, you know what? I know how to find out. I'm going to go to UFC Fight News. Give me one second. Oh, News Alerts. Here we go. Um, dang, I guess it must have happened. At... Let me see when that happened. Because I don't remember. Oh, it happened two days ago. So I guess the when I was looking at the card, it just, I guess, you know what? ESPN must have updated it today. Mm. And I was writing my notes before they updated it. So that is my bad. So it is Eurosmetic versus, oh my goodness. I don't even know if I want to try this. Mech, Tibet, Oribio, Yulu. No idea. That is some name. That is, wow, that's a name. That is a name. It's a uh, mouthful. It is a mouthful. I, I really, I'm actually going to watch this card just to see how they pronounce it. Well, you know if anyone is going to pronounce it correctly and loudly, it's Bruce. Oh, yeah. Bruce Buffer. Well, ooh, is Bruce Buffer going to be on the team, though? Um, oh, Oh no, he won't, because it's an Apex card. It'll oh. be that other guy. What's his bucket? Um. Oh, here we go. I've got it. Um. Oh, what's his name? I'm blinking. I'm blinking. I'm blinking. We should just not even try. No, I I can see. I can see his. Oh, Joe Martinez. That's something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. Let me see real quick. Yeah, I know that. And I know that. Okay. Oh, wait. It doesn't even tell me. Yeah, I know. I know he won't be. Um. Yeah, it is going to be Joe Martinez. That's going to be the Octagon announcer. Huh. Um. The, co the commentators are going to be... And of course, an ad pops up right when I'm trying to read it. Yeah, just um, don't. Just Brennan, don't. Brendan Fitzgerald will be the play-by-play. -play. Uh, he'll be joined by Paul Felder and Dominic Cruz. Hmm. And then Joe Martinez, the Octagon announcer, and Megan O'Levy will be the, uh, I guess what they call the, the lead correspondent for this event. So sadly, there will be no Bruce Buffer. It's okay. Yeah, but even with the change of opponent, it it doesn't change who I'm gonna pick. I'm going with Euros Medic. You are. Mm hmm. I was gonna go with him. I was gonna go with him even if Johnny Parsons was fighting. Yeah, he's kind of an underdog in this fight, but I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I didn't do much research in into this oral by guy. But <laughs> I don't know what his name. <laughs> it's there. It's quite the name. I'm wondering. He's from. Oh, he's from China. Interesting. Um, although he does have a four and a half inch reach. Advantage. Advantage. Yep. Adv yep. He's got an advantage. Yes. Um. 
Oh, and this actually will be his UFC debut. He he was recently in uh, the LFA, and he did win a title at whatever SFC is. Um, and his only loss came in um, what year was it? Twenty twenty, via unanimous decision, and he did mm-hmm. win uh, he did win the F- SFC title, um. Due to retirement, but I mean the guy's eleven one and one. Um, he suffered a unanimous decision and then a majority draw. But oh my goodness! So I'm looking at his thing in his record now. Out of his eleven wins, <laughs> ten of them have come via a finish. Yeah. Do you know what his average fight time is? What's his average fight time? 20 seconds. Nuh-uh. There's no way his average fight time is 20 seconds. That's what it says. That's ridiculous. He's a massive, he's a massive man. Yeah, I'm actually seeing a lot of first round finishes. So round one, round one, round one. Right. He's, he's a massive man. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, decision loss was three five minutes. TK, okay, so his his longest not his longest finish was his title fight, and it was a um, I guess it was like a doctor stoppage or a um, corner stoppage, um, in that title fight mm-hmm. because it because I guess at the end of round four when they're like, nope, we're done, mm-hmm. um. I do kind of want to look and see, like, oh, whoa, hello. I want to see what his size, like, how he looks. There we go. Got it. Oh, wait. Oh, duh. I was right there. Um. Oh, you know what? That's not really a good picture, honestly. So, so go ahead. So just for fun, I'm going to pick him. Okay. I was kind of leaning that way anyway, and I had already written it down on my sheet that I was going to pick him, and so I—that's who I'm going with. He looks—he looks like he could do some damage. I'm interested to watch him fight. I agree. Yeah, he does. And this is what weight is this at? Is this at welterweight? This is at welterweight. And it's not like if it's not like the PFL is a bunch of scrubs either. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he does look pretty big. (laughs) Not in that way though, but my goodness, he's yeah. Oh, here we go. Here's a good picture. Oh yeah, the dude's massive. That's massive, bro. (laughs) That's that's massive for Walter Wade. Um, I'll still stick with medic, but I, I think they'll be fun to see what how that fight turns out now yeah i'm kind of looking forward to this fight because i want to see him in action Mm -hmm. so we'll see we will see um oh we got a female fight so oh yes i'll let you do luana pinheiro versus amanda yibas i think amanda yibas is gonna win i agree she's Um, stud she is and she's moving back down to straw weight from what i understand yeah, she she'll do it there. Yeah, I have um, full confidence. Yeah, and no, no, 
no disrespect to Lu- Lu- Luana Pinheiro. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think I remember one of her fights actually being fairly decent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, I, oh, yeah, she's 11 and 1. So, yeah, she's definitely no slouch. Um, she she's on a nine fight win streak right now. That, yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking of. She is. Um, she had just, and she, well, she fought back in April. Um, so let's see. So she won by knockouts in the very first round in her Dana White Contender Series fight that put her in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And, but her first UFC fight, she won via disqualification against Ronda Marcos. But then the last two fights have been decisions. She had a unanimous decision victory over Sam Hughes and a split decision victory over Michelle Waterson Gomez. And her actually her only loss was by split decision. I still like Rivas to win this um this fight. That both ladies, even though they have obviously very different um a very different number of fights under their belts. They have a little bit of an equal matchup as far as their stat, their stats are concerned as far as strikes and takedown accuracy. But I would say that I feel like Amanda Rivas is very good at her headshots. Oh yeah. But good at headshots. Um, there's something else she was really good at too. Um, she actually has a very, very sneaky submission game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Is her her submission game is pretty sneaky. So, yeah, I I there's no doubt in my mind that she might she could pull it off. Yeah, um, yeah, nothing against Pinero. I think Rebus. I think just the experience will mm-hmm. favor Rebus a little bit more. Right. All right, let me just make sure I got the odds right for this next one because we have Peyton Talbot versus Nick Aguirre, if I'm saying that right. Um, Peyton Talbot is making his UFC debut after having won on the Dana White Contender Series earlier this year. Mm-hmm. 6-0, five of his six wins have come via some form of knockout crazy and the only fight that didn't end in knockout was his decision victory in the contender series um the and i was looking at his stats and i can understand why he's a minus nine for the favorite significant strikes landed per minute (laughs) 9.67 so he lands almost 10 significant strikes a minute that's crazy He's active, but those bantam weights, man, they're just, they're in such good cardio. Mm-hmm. Like they hardly carry any weight around. Oh yeah. Um, Nick Aguilar, he was, he fought. Um, I thought he fought the uh, shoot. Which guy is that? We just watched him. He, he kind of recently. He, Huh? Uh oh, Arguleta. Yeah. Arguleta. Um. So what's his name? Yeah, Dan Argueta. Argueta. I think if, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. No, I thought he fought Hernandez, but 
but he didn't. Um, no, yeah, I don't see anything on here about Hernandez. Okay. All good. Um, I've picked Talbot to win this one. I have too. Like looking at that stat, those stats alone, like he may be at a four inch reach disadvantage. Mm -hmm. But I just think, like looking at that significant strikes, the almost 10 land per minute where Nick Aguilar barely lands one a minute. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And in bantam weights aren't known for their knockout power, they're known for rounds. Mm hmm. So the fact that he has such impressive stats for as far as first round finishes and submissions and knockouts, I, that's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. That's a stat that a lot of guys don't carry. Mm -mm. So that should be interesting. Be interesting to see how he does in his UFC debut. Mm -hmm. Talbot, that is. Um. Our next fight, we have Chase Hooper, otherwise known as the um, skinnier Ben Askren. Although, actually, Chase Hooper, um, do you remember that interview when Chase Hooper is interviewing Jorge Masvidal? And he says, I ask you one, I mean, can I ask you one more question? Why'd you do that to my dad? And he goes, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, ben Askren's my dad. He's like, Oh, dude, man, I'm totally sorry. Is it? Is it? Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought that was like the whole, one of the funniest exchanges between fighters I've ever seen. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. He's not my dad. Poor Masvidal too. He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. When when I think when Hooper said that, like he went like ghost face, like oh yeah, like I am so sorry. I just knocked out this little kid's dad. <laughs> <laughs> but he is going to be fighting Jordan Levitz. Jordan Levitz should not even enter the ring. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I, was like, I thought that was like a serious thing. It's like, oh, like did something happen that I'm not aware of? No. no. Um, I am gonna I'm actually gonna go with Chase Hooper in this fight. Um he's been on a pretty decent let's make sure I got this right. I mean he's been hit or miss for the most parts. He either is doing really well or he doesn't do very well. Um but I do think that the height the height advantage is gonna favor him. He's two inch no, not two inches taller. He is three four inches taller. Sorry, it's hard to do height math for math is, math is hard math is hard i mean he has an advantage a body size advantage all the way around right yeah. six foot six foot one 74 inch reach 41 inch uh leg reach i mean that's if this doesn't go down to the ground chase yeah. hooper has every advantage yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah, if it goes to the ground, that might be where Jordan Levitt might have an advantage. Yeah. Excuse me, but I will stick with Chase Hooper for this fight. This next one was a little bit harder for me. Did you, who'd you pick between Hooper and Levitt? Or Levitt? Yeah, I, I chose Chase Hooper, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I just 
Okay. I wasn't sure. I couldn't hear. I don't know if you said it and I just didn't hear it. Or... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, but yes, go ahead with the co-main event. Well, I mean, I just think this is a difficult matchup mm -hmm. to nice. choose. It's probably one of the more interesting matchups for me, but I still think that Michael Morales can pull it off. He has quite the winning record here in the UFC. Uh, Jake oh, yeah. Matthews, though, isn't a isn't a slouch um and he i feel like is a more well or more ugh, can't talk he's <laughs> the more well-rounded fighter in my opinion words are um, hard yeah just because he's got a submission game and then he's got a not you know he can he knock a guy out mm. uh, and they both have uh you know, kind of the same average fight time. I just feel like Michael Morales has a little bit heavier of a, of a punch of a strike. And I think that unless Jake Matthews can get him to the ground, he's kind of really met his boxing match. Yeah. Mm, I agree. Sorry. I agree. Yeah. And I'm picking Michael Morales to win. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Um, I think this fight could be sneaky good, but just given the recent success of Michael Morales and Jake Matthews is, I think one of those fighters who, when he wins, it's very spectacular, but when he loses, it's not good. So, hopefully, that leads to. We'll see. We'll actually have to see where that leads off to. But with that said, sorry, try not to yawn. It's tough, difficult. Uh, um, uh, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. Sorry, I was trying not yeah. to yawn as I was saying that. Um, you have a case of the yawns. I do. It's been a long week. It's been yes. a very exciting week, but a very long week. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. I can't believe the odds on this. Are, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's how, that's what I was trying to pull up. That's what I was thinking. The so, disrespect. Yes, yeah, so... Oh, Paul Craig who, is incredible. Yeah, for those who don't know, the odds right now, according to ESPN+, <laughs> Brendan Allen's a minus 425 favorites, while Paul Craig is a plus 325, which... I think it's a little ridiculous. That yeah, it's a little disrespectful. I mean, I get it. This is only going to be Paul Craig's second fight at middleweights, but I mean, Brendan Allen to me hasn't really done enough to impress me. Even though he is close to top five at middleweight, it's just what it is. Like he's. Well, I think I think Brendan Allen is probably the better striker. Mm -hmm. But Paul Craig's ground game is is pretty significant. If oh, yeah. if Brent if Paul if Craig gets Brendan Allen on the ground, mm -hmm. it's gonna be this is gonna be quite the matchup. So in my mind, if anything, this was this should be a pick 'em. Yeah, at least it should be a pick -em. But I don't know. Maybe they see something that I don't see. But yeah. I think this is a really challenging fight to pick. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to hear what you think. Um, yeah, sure. So from as far as many fights as I've watched of Brendan Allen, he's been very well known for his striking. Although if you look at his record, he has a record of 13 and one. Um, when it, if the fight ends via submission, mm-hmm. which that alone, I didn't even think of. Um, so he has some chance to neutralize Paul Craig's ground game. But when it comes to Paul Craig, um, first off, the nickname Bear Jew is absolutely gold. <laughs> and second, his ground game is just absolutely remarkable. I mean, he is the he was the last fighter to defeat Jamal Hill. So yeah. he's and he, and it, it was really gross. He had to and he actually that night that Paul Craig beat uh Jamal Hill, he won that fight twice. One <laughs> with a broken arm and then a TKO victory. Mm-hmm. Um so I think if it gets to the ground, I don't know if Brennan Allen has really gone up against someone who could really do some damage when it comes to grappling and submission. But if Brennan Allen can keep it standing up, then I think that he does he definitely does have a puncher's chance. Right. But here's what I'm thinking is gonna happen. I think we're gonna see something similar to I think it was Paul Craig's last fight where he was getting beat up quite a bit and then he landed this like the slickest submission and was able to get the victory. So I'm thinking it's going some it's going to go somewhere along the lines of that. I think Brendan Allen has um he looks really good early on, but Paul Craig catches him somewhere and he just taps. So I'm going to I'm going to go Paul Craig in this fight despite what the odds say. I want Paul Craig to win Mm -hmm. but I always go with my my gut that says the the more well-rounded of a fighter you are the better your chances are of winning Mm-hmm. And so while I think Paul Craig could really could totally pull it off, mm-hmm. I'm tending to I'm I'm tending uh I Filtering. I think that that Brendan Allen will do it. Okay. Just because in the one kind of little stat that maybe makes me lean towards Brendan Allen is his takedown defense. That's true. And that takedown defense and the the ability to keep it standing is likely probably what his game plan is. Yeah. And therefore that makes me think that Brendan Allen is going to win it. I understand that. But I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just feel like that, yeah, this fight could go any which way. Yeah, it really could. So I don't think I'm not sure what Vegas was thinking, honestly. 
Um, but nothing we can really do about it. I think it's just a trick to get you to drop your money mm-hmm. on the wrong guy. Right. I have to look and see, like, what would happen if I just put $5 on Paul Craig and see <laughs> how that would... I probably won't do it just because I'm like, eh, it's a little risky. But the payout would be worth it, probably. Yeah. Could be. Um, so three, minus 325. So, you, yeah, I would think probably, like, if you put $5 on Paul Craig to win, you're probably, like, tripling your money there. So you go from 5 to $15. Ooh, I'd, I'd take that. It's $10 you didn't have before. Exactly. <laughs> but that does cover UFC Vegas 82. Yeah. We do have a little bit of MMA news to cover. Um, oh, I just thought of some MMA news to add, too. So Go for it. Why, why oh. don't you start? Okay. Well, do you know um, on Sunday, November 19th, you can watch our good friend Dre Miley fight on UFC Fight Pass? Yes, that is true. As he is going to be fighting, um, I did see that briefly, and I actually congratulated him on that. Um, Yeah. It's an Evans. Some Evans guy, right? That's that sounds right. I'm gonna pull it up right now, just in case. Josh, no, not Josh Evans. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't think it's Josh Evans. Oh, here we go. Let's. Oh no, that's not it. Let me see. So, da, 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 da. oh, here we go. It's gonna be. Oh yeah, it's it's something Evans. Yeah. So yeah, you you got it. Let me just make sure. Well, anyway, wishing him the best of the luck. Shout out from the FKTC pod. Yes. Uh, David Evans is his name. David. So we'll be rooting for him. And if you have UFC Fight Pass, then watch and tweet. Live tweet him. Yep. He's a fun Twitter follow. Yes. Um, he is on Twitter at Miley underscore Dre one thirty five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to see what. So his fight, I don't think it'll be. Um... So the card is supposed to start at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. Yeah, so... he's. It's going to be like nine thirty or ten before, before yeah. we see him. Yeah. So what I can try to do. Um... Oh, you know what? The Broncos play around that time. Oh, God. So I'm going to... Going to have to do the dual screen. Yep. I got the dual... I'm looking at the big screen here, and I got the other screen here. So definitely going to be doing that. Um. So good luck, Dre Miley, on Sunday. You got this. You got this. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that. I... Almost forgot to admit. I almost like wait a second. I actually, to be honest, I thought it was next Sunday that he was fighting. But yay for him that he fights this Sunday. Next next Sunday he'll still be celebrating eating turkey. Yes. <laughs> I mean that. I think that's if, like the- if you if you live in Milwaukee though, you can go see him live. Yes, you can. 
This is um I think this was the promotion that's set up by Anthony Pettis, if I'm not, not mistaken. Oh really? I think so. I think it was I think it said like AP something. Oh yeah, it is. It's Anthony Pettis. Showtime Pettis. Yeah, Anthony Pettis. Um uh fight fighting championships. Um it's it's uh APC. Yeah, yeah, I think Anthony Pettis fighting championships. Yeah. Love it. Two title fights on that that card. Yes. Love Actually, it. You know, that's awesome that former that the former UFC fighter Anthony Pettis has given Drake Miley a shot that almost no one else has given him. So yeah, it's probably. so cool. There's a ton of fights on that card too. Mm-hmm. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, eight on the main card. The prelims oh, wow. have two, four, six, eight, fifteen. Wow, that's a fifteen lot of fights. fights on the on the the prelim. So that's what twenty three fights in total. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. That's a. I don't think I've seen the UFC pull that off. I don't think he was. Well, hardcore fans would love that. But I think as far as the attention span, 23 fights might be a little much. Mm, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. But I'll definitely tune in and watch Dre Miley's fight. And you all should too. Yes. <laughs> we demand it. Yes. If there's anything that we've never demanded anything in our lives <laughs> as, uh, for as long as we've done this podcast. This is gonna be the first one. <laughs> um, let's see our other news. Um, so real briefly, um, found this out today. We were supposed to have UFC Shanghai. Now we're not gonna have UFC Shanghai for reasons unknown or have not been made available to the public. Uh, UFC Shanghai is actually going to be shifted to the UFC Apex, which Apex cards lame. Dana White, We're... you done messed up. You done us dirty, Dana. Yeah, dirty Dana. Yeah. <laughs> where this is where we need Travis P. Roscoe and his sound effects machine. Yes. Actually, he still he still needs to send me his the, the sound machine he doesn't use anymore, so that way, oh, I'll actually reach out to him about it. So that way, maybe when the twenty twenty four UFC season starts, we've got soundboard. But that's gonna be for right weird. now. We have to just write it on the whiteboard, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> yes, we've been using Zoom's whiteboard lately, so. <laughs> Um, so, oh, I'll, I'll read up on it real quick. Mm -hmm. So, UFC Shanghai is no longer. Originally expected to take place December 9th in China, UFC Fight Night 233 will now take place at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas for reasons not yet known. Um, MMA manager Shu Hirata of On the Road Management was first to reveal the switch on Twitter. Um, so, oh, and additionally, there were supposed to be four road to the UFC bouts expected to take place at UFC Shanghai, um, 
but they'll no longer be part of this event and there's no public reschedule at this time. Um, and even, even changing location has messed things up because the light heavyweight bout between Branson Ribeiro and Ming Yang Zhang has been canceled as a result of location change. Uh, it was a related travel issue. Um, oh. Yeah. Unclear how many other bouts originally planned for this event will be affected to switch locations. There were numerous Asia-based fighters on tap prior to the move, so more travel issues could emerge. So this could not be good for um, that this card in question. Um, Do we know if the fighter has to pay for their travel or if the UFC pays for their travel? That's a very good question. Do... UFC fighters pay for, pay for a fighter. Because, um, I mean, if you're not making that kind of money, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about what those flights would entail. Right. Um, or maybe your sponsor pays for it. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, all right, so let's see. Uh, so apparently, so according to Joe Lozon, I think I said that right. So former UFC fighter. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. So let's see. So Sunday. So the UFC pays for two flights. He explains the fighter plus one corner in most cases. We always have the UFC book the two most expensive fights flights. I fly out with my guys on Tuesday for a Saturday fight, but one of my coaches usually comes out on Friday, which is usually a more expensive flight, so the UFC will do that flight, and then another expensive flight. Sometimes it's a coach, sometimes it's my wife. We are allowed three corners plus a fighter, so four flights is usually the minimum we go with. So if the UFC pays for two of the fight, pays for two, the fighter pays for the other two or more. And the oh. UFC UFC pays for one hotel room. You can put all four guys in that one room or get another room in Airbnb, wherever you like. If you don't use the hotel, they'll reimburse you for the room that you didn't use. Um, they did that for UFC 200, and he got an Airbnb for like tw for 1200 for the week. But the UFC kicked me back like 600 for the room we didn't use. So we got a full awesome house. It only cost me 600 for the week. Huh. Huh. So... It looks like the UFC pays for one fighter and one corner. Interesting. Very interesting. So I foresee because most of these fighters were are in Asia, there could be some issues with some travel visa. Yeah. We're traveling. So we could see how this card's going to look. I think that's probably why they didn't fight. That might be why they didn't finalize on the UFC website the full card yet. Um, but oh, actually, it's too late. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's more issues that arise, but that that severely messes up a lot of fighters that they're now going from Shanghai, China to the little right. apex, and it's it's not easy not easy well just think about the home crowd that wanted to go to that event exactly 
because their their crowd shows up. Yeah, the Asian market really shows up for fights. Mm-hmm. And especially now you've got a you've got a champion from your country, right? It's, it's sad. Um. So we'll see how UFC Shanghai goes, and or formerly known as UFC Shanghai goes, and is now UFC Vegas eighty three. That's how I feel about it. But we do have one more little piece of news. Um, Usman Nurmagomedov is going to have his UFC, his UFC, his Bellator 300 fights in that Grand Prix against Brent Primus overturned to a no contest. Why is that? Why is that? You may ask. Because it one month after, what's that? It is why I may ask. <laughs> <laughs> so one month after his win over Brett Primus, Usman was flagged for a performance-enhancing substance. Not for frick's sake! Uh, but the substance that was flagged was undisclosed. So, like, why can't you tell us what he was flagged for? Um. But he did reveal that it surfaced from medication he was taking for an illness and that the medication was not performance enhancing. He did attempt to get a TUE, which stands for therapeutic use exemption, but was denied due to not notifying the commission on time. And there's various rumors going around. Is he going to be stripped of the title? What's going to happen with the tournament? Because we know Bellator is in a bit of a flux right now. Yikes. Um, so, uh, according to his manager, um, Ali, I think was his, is his name, um, he says that he's not going to be stripped of the title. They're just going to try to see if they can rematch the fight uh, to get the tournament going along a little bit more. There are hmm. some that are saying that they've removed Usman Nurmagomedov from the title in entirety which means that Brett Primus would be fighting, um, would be advancing to the final round. But there's wow. a lot that's still left in the air about what's going to happen with that. Although we know for sure his fight with Primus is being overturned in no contest, and I think he has to pay some kind of fine from what I understand. Dude, you should know better. Yeah. If you know... Well, yeah, that I would actually I would actually put on Usman Nurmagomedov because if you know you're taking a medication for an illness, and there's some kind of there's a substance in it, like if you know it's there, get the TUE earlier instead of waiting until the last minute. Hmm. It's just things like that that like. Do we not have brains in society anymore? And it's mm-hmm. a shame because he's such a good fighter too. Honestly, though, there's so many. I don't know. There's so many banned and not banned substance. It's it's probably hard to keep track of everything, but mm-hmm. you should at least check in. Right. That's just laziness. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he has someone do it for him and they didn't do it. I mean, the level of incompetence, incompetence. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
It's interesting. That's all I'll say. It's interesting. But, excuse me. Hold on. Oof. You can tell how tired I am. So I think on that note, I think we should end the podcast for tonight. Okay. So I can get myself to bed. Um, nice hanging with you, homie. Nice hanging with you, homie. Well, nice hanging with you too, homie. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry, I'm not scared, homie. I'm scared at all. I, I had to throw that in there. I gotcha. But questions, comments, anything along those lines. Um, hopefully we're going to do a revamp of this podcast. Um, we're actually, after this recording, we are... Four ninety five nine six nine seven nine eight nine. We're seven away from a hundred. Oh my goodness! So we probably so we won't record Thanksgiving. So one two three. So this is ninety three. So ninety four ninety five ninety six. So we're probably looking at February is when we're going to be able to record episode one zero zero. It's insanity. Exciting. It is insanity. So. A revamp of the podcast should be coming soon. Just make it a little bit more friendlier. I I think I've got an idea of what I want to do after this bet's over. Really? I do. <laughs> Which I will reveal once I can get a little bit more information on it. But with all that said, you if you want to keep in contact with us or you, you just want to shoot the shit when it comes to UFC or any kind of MMA. You can reach us on our podcast page at FKTC Pod or reach us individually given that it is safe for work. And <laughs> my other co-host came up with this one. Safe for work. It's um, sliding, like something about being clothed in the DMs. I'm pretty what? sure you want... <laughs> what, what? What did you say? Uh, my co-host on my other podcasts, um, when we do the outro, it's like as long as you like stay clothed in the DMs. Oh, I I think you can relate. Yeah, I think I think anyone can almost anyone could relate. But if you do that, you can reach Laurel at Rain Basin. You can reach Jordan at Jordan T Lopez, and you can reach me Ty at Ty Fly Guy Fifteen. In the meantime, though, excuse me, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks, protect your necks from my throat cuddles, watch out for Jordan's flying knees, and what's our number one golden rule, Laurel? Never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Which no one on the 295 main card did. So Bunch of studs. Bunch, Bunch of studs. Bunch of studs. Except for Jessica Andrade. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She just got lucky. Yes, let's round it up to that. You got lucky. <laughs> you got lucky. But got lucky. we hope you all have a, for all of our American listeners, we hope that you have a very safe and happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Uh, gobble, gobble, indeed. Um, so we won't be on next week because it's our Thanksgiving break. Um, but we will be back in two weeks to cover UFC Austin, I believe is where this fight is, fight cards being held. The main event, Benil Daryush versus Armin Sarukian. Nice. 
shall be a good one. But we'll see you all soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.